All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're doing great. We're going to jump straight in today looking at this energy crisis. I mean, this is very close to all of our hearts. I think pretty much every single one of us watching this video is affected by this. Of course, I covered this initially way back early in 2021. I then went deeper in the summer of 21, and then I started live streaming videos on it in, um, I think it was September. Let's just pull one up here, actually. Let's get onto the shared screen here. So this was back in September of 2021 here, where I live streamed this, and I talked about all of these issues that were going to be coming in terms of energy and food and you know, just everything that's going on at the moment. And I haven't got good news for you today, although I do have a solution to the problem. But right now, the, the, there is no good news because the governments do not seem to be taking the right action to solve this crisis. So I actually think we're going to be seeing even more energy costs coming through the economy. Why are the governments not solving this crisis, you may ask? Well, it's all around the carbon net zero policies and everything else that's going on with that. Unfortunately, what I'm seeing with most governments, and it really is most governments, is that they're going with this very, very small sort of solution window, which is all renewable energy. Now, renewables are not the perfect solution. It's good to have a part of our energy generation coming from renewables, certainly but for the main base load and a lot of other things, and when the renewables are not operating, like when the sun's not operating or when the wind's not blowing, you actually need a strong base load from natural gas plants and other things. So I've covered a lot of this before, and I've also covered what the solution to this is before. I'm gonna talk about that at the end of this video, but for now I wanna jump into an email that I received from my energy company from my old house that I was living in. So let's go and look at that now then. So I've got to tell you, I was really surprised to receive this email. So it said, uh, hi Neil, from the 1st of April, so this is next week, um, as you're probably aware, the wholesale cost of energy has risen significantly. It is now around four times higher than it was a year ago. So unfortunately, we need to increase our prices. Now, what do you think they're going to be increasing these prices by? And I'm not just going to show you the email that I got here. I've actually collected energy bills from a lot of people in the private community from the forum. They've sent me their energy bills. So we're seeing an increase from 20p basically to 20, almost 28p per kilowatt on electricity. And then the standing charge on electricity is going up from 23.7 to 44.7 per day. That's almost a 100% increase on the standing charge per day. That is insane, a 100% increase almost. Now, off the top of my head, this increase is something like 36, maybe 37% here, which is still fairly significant. But even higher is the gas prices. So gas going from 3.99 up to 7.29. Again, if my math's right, that's just over 80%, 82, 83% increase. Now, okay, not much of a standing charge increase here, but the actual cost per kilowatt hour is huge on this, um, on the gas itself. Let me jump over to some of the other bills then. So these again are from some of my Patreon members in the private community. Electricity, 
up until 31st of March, 1,205. And then from the 1st of April, it's going up to 1,700. So that's 500 pounds difference. Gas going up significantly. The standing charges going up significantly. Let's jump to the next image then. Electricity, their bill's going up from 1,935 pounds up to 2,727. So almost an 800 pound increase. What about gas? A thousand pounds up to over 1,800 pounds, almost an 800 pounds increase. This is absolutely huge. And this just keeps going on. Now, this was an interesting one because this was the same energy company that I used, but the prices are completely different. You know, they're saying they're changing their standing charges from 31p, even though they emailed me and said it was only 23p. So it's a little bit strange how everything is, is going with these companies. And again, I've got loads and loads and loads of these from different people who are just sent, and it's not just in the UK, although these are heavily UK bills, a lot of people from Australia, New Zealand, Canada, um, all over Eastern Europe as well and in Europe. And you know, a lot of my American subscribers were saying before, oh no, 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 Neil, we're fine here. Energy isn't gonna go up. We've got all these natural resources. And I said, are you, are you sure about that? Because I'm pretty sure I've reviewed all the energy uh, policies that have come out under the Biden administration. And it looks to me very inflationary on energy with wanting to cut emissions and everything else going on. It looks to me like your energy bills are going to be going up significantly. Oh no, Neil, definitely not. We're not going to, you know, nothing like that. And yet look at where America is right now. Look at all the energy costs just going up rapidly. Look at the gas pump, look at the price at the pump as well, going up rapidly. And of course, this is always blamed on the same thing, which we'll touch upon in a minute, which is just not true. But this was another one that I got. So projected overall 2000 pounds up until 31st of March. And then look at the price difference. This is here, jumping up to 3,200 or 3,400. A lady in the, in the Patreon community contacted EDF and said, look, I can't afford what you're about to increase my bill by. So this is the screenshot she sent me of the conversation with the advisor here. And it said, our next best fixed tariff is a fixed total service. And this does indeed come out at 910 pounds per month. That's over 10,000 pounds per year. I think it's something like 10,800 pounds per year on that. So she says, look like we won't be heating the house then. And again, this isn't just from me, this is on the main publications now, saying that the price cap is going to be increasing. So someone that's paying 1,309 pounds will be going up to about 2,000 pounds from April. Okay, so what's the MSM saying about this then? Well, this is from the FT Financial Times uh, from this lady here. Startups should not let a good energy crisis go to waste. They always, you know, this is their favorite line, they love this. Done right, cutting fuel overheads will allow managers to address the need for decarbonization. Hmm, interesting. Okay, let's just look into this a little more then. The cost of electricity, natural gas, and petrol were already rising last year. That's, that's true. We did see the biggest rises throughout 2021. And supply failed to keep up with the post-pandemic demand. Prices then briefly surged to record levels. Here it is, I knew this would come out, supercharged by Russia's attack on Ukraine. Okay, let me just outline something here. 
these energy crises, the bulk of it, had already come through the economy. So they were already here throughout 2021. Yes, we've seen a little bit of an uptick in terms of gas and electricity, but the bulk has come um, hit the fuel pump. So this is what we know. This is where the Russia-Ukraine crisis has hit the fuel pumps and it's hit everywhere. But in terms of what they're talking about here with the electricity and the gas, I've got to say that this really hasn't come from the, uh, you know, all the issues going on with Russia and Ukraine. So again, what you're going to see a lot of now is media politicians. They've now got a scapegoat for anything that's happening around inflation. And you'll see this a lot, um, not to take away from what's going on over there. Please don't misunderstand me. It's, it's very tragic what's happening. But what all the politicians and the media are now doing is they're using this, this crisis as the scapegoat for all of this high inflation, when really only a very small amount of this high inflation is actually coming as a result of the crisis over there. The next thing I want to bring your attention to then is, is back to my forecast from early last year around all of these energy issues that would start to accelerate and converge. So this article just came out a few hours ago and it's talking about Albania. Now, this is very, very interesting and somewhat worrying. So Albania has instructed all cities to turn off the lights in public buildings and streets whenever necessary to address an energy crisis that has been caused by high power prices and drought, which is sensible. I think most people, they turn off the lights in their own homes, etc., when they're not using that room. It's, it's pretty sensible. But this is where it gets a little more worrying then. On Sunday, the country's power utility stopped 11 of 13 hydropower plant electricity turbines. The scarcity of water had forced Albania to import the majority of its electricity. Now, again, this ties into the video I did on water and why we're also going to be seeing issues with water in the future. And again, the water tied in with everything that was happening in uh, a number of states in the United States, where they are now starting to build all of these semiconductor plants. I said it's a big mistake to be building there because these are the areas that you're going to see the most uh, amount of drought. But again, just like a lot of other countries, they are now looking to diversify into solar and wind to reduce its dependence on hydro, which again, I agree with, but I think there's a much better option here. Uh, also, look, this country, home to 2.8 million people, has no installed fossil fuel-based electricity generation. And this links into what I was saying previously about how it's a huge mistake to just go around and blow up all the, you know, the coal fired plants and all this other stuff so that governments can say, look, now there's no way that we can, you know, be accused of not hitting our, our targets because we can't use these factories and these plants to begin with. And I think that's somewhat backwards ways of thinking. What I think they should be doing is keeping the fossil fuel plants but then doing it a transition to clean energy, not just blowing up things and then saying, okay, now we don't have enough power generation plants, so everyone's energy is just gonna be going up through the roof. And it's not just Albania, there's a lot of other countries that we can look at who have very low levels of fossil fuel generation, and now they are having huge problems with electricity generation, blackouts, and everything else. And let's look at Nigeria. Nigeria having big issues as well. Huge country, 
Uh, let's have a look at this. By Saturday, only 13 of the 23 grid-connected power plants were generating to the grid with most operating below capacity, according to a chart released by the national system operator. Now, Nigeria is actually one of those countries that can say they are being disproportionately affected by the conflict in, uh, between Russia and Ukraine, because they have huge amounts of imports that come from the region. So I do expect inflation and the crisis in a number of countries like Nigeria, which is a hugely, hugely developing nation in Africa, to have a lot more problems going forward. Uh, and ladies and gents, this is a sign of the things to come. People just think I I'm talking, you know, nonsense and conspiracy all the time. But look, these things are now coming to pass. All these conspiracy theories are slowly starting to occur. And unfortunately, the, the news media is focusing, again, on the wrong things. Oh, you know, people should do carpooling. Um, countries should reduce, here it is, reduce their, their use of oil and gas. I've, you know, as if it's that easy to just reduce the amount of, of uh, you know, energy that businesses and households use by 50% or something like that. It's not as if a lot of households are, are, are out there just, you know, turning on all their lights and leaving all their TVs on and, you know, you know, just going crazy with their electricity, especially with these sort of bills. So what is the solution? And by the way, this isn't my solution. This is, again, a lot of the mainstream media. They are saying that <laughs> 19 gave the planet a break. Now it's time to keep up the momentum. So what they are talking about, and again, there's a lot of these sort of articles, um, pandemic policy must be climate policy. What are a lot of these companies and media and everything else talking about? <laughs> you won't believe this one. If you think all my other stuff was crazy, wait for this. I think they are leading us all towards climate lockdowns. So because these organizations are saying how effective the lockdowns were in 2020 and 2021, but what are they saying they were effective about? Uh, again, everything's changing now, of course. The, the narrative is they were extremely effective at fighting climate change. So now there's all these new policies, there's billboards everywhere about, in fact, I've got a note of it here, stay home, save lives. So we, we've heard this before, give the earth a break. So because that, that campaign was so effective, now it's becoming stay home, save lives by giving the earth a break. So I think this is going to lead to, and again, I'm going to get onto this on an on a upcoming video. I think this is going to lead to a lot of carbon-based issues, shall we say. But look, I said I had the perfect solution really for a lot of things going on right now, helping to reduce the reliance on fossil fuels, make the air cleaner and all these sort of things. So what is that? Let me show you exactly what it is. It is nuclear energy, 1,000 times cleaner than coal. And, uh, but again, unfortunately, nuclear energy has got a really bad rep at the moment. I've been speaking to different people about it, just in the general public, to try and gauge, you know, starting conversations with people, try and gauge um, their feelings on nuclear energy. And unfortunately, a lot of people are very, very against it. In fact, the majority of people I've spoken to are heavily against nuclear. They, they, you know, they come up with things like Chernobyl and, you know, all these other things in different countries in Japan. And, uh, you know, I don't live in a nuclear wasteland. I don't want nuclear in anywhere near me within a few hundred miles and all this sort of, these are the comments that I was hearing. And I think what's happened is 
and again, this needs to come through the media to sort of change people's perspective. Those sort of power plants, if you listen to the experts and the opinion pieces on this, they were very different to the power plants that are being built today. The ones today that are being built are a lot safer and they're also a lot cleaner as well. Like I mentioned, a thousand times cleaner than coal and just a lot more efficient for electricity generation. But you can see just how little nuclear energy we actually have. And I think that we're going to have to go heavily towards nuclear. I really do. I think all of this this big plan to move everyone onto renewable energy and solar and windmills and everything else, I don't think it's going to be successful. I really don't. I just don't think they're going to get there quick enough and the sheer amount of fossil fuels and materials just to build a lot of this stuff as well. I don't think they're going to get there fast enough. I, I do think that moving towards nuclear, building some more nuclear power plants is a good solution. It doesn't have to be 100% of the generation, but at least moving towards it. And these things take years to build. You've got to mine the uranium as well. So I think we're quite heavily behind on where we need to be. This is why I believe we're going to have a lot more issues yet to come. Now, short of being completely off grid, having your own solar panels and windmill and a battery system and, and everything else, you really do have to just rely upon the government and these private companies to provide you with power, which is pretty worrying in these times. So I hope that helped today to explain a lot of you know what's going on and how I see the energy crisis continuing. Uh, I'll see you next time. Take care. God bless.